Today we begin a new study and I've decided that we want to study the epistle of Peter, the first epistle of Peter. Now, when we talk about an epistle, epistle is basically a letter. And there were usually two types of letters. There was letters sent to an individual, say, for instance, like Philemon or Timothy, 1st, 2nd Timothy or Titus, a letter that would be sent to a particular individual, or there would be a letter that would be sent to a church, which is the common way of sending letters that we see in the scriptures, like Paul to the church in Corinth or to the churches of that are in Galatia and so on and so forth. And so in this epistle of Peter, uh, what we're going to be looking at here today is that, that introduction, because before we begin a study of a letter, we always want to have some introductory information concerning the letter, like the author and things of that nature. So let us begin with simply that as we get ready and prepare ourselves to deal with the epistle of Peter. But even before I get to that, it is because of the theme and the purpose that is in First Peter that I've chosen to actually study First Peter because it does have relevance. Of course, all of Scripture has relevance to us today, but there is a unique relevance that First Peter have has for us today as we look at certain doctrinal and practical issues that Peter will address when we look at the climate of of Christianity today and how the world, even our government, is dealing with and affecting Christianity today. But I'm not going to get into all of that as we work through First Peter. We'll talk about those things along the line. But anyway, so let's talk about First Peter. The first thing we want to talk about is the author of the letter. And the author of the letter is Peter, the apostle of Jesus. And we basically see this all throughout the gospel where Peter is not, not so much as the lead uh, apostle, but Peter is clearly the chief of the apostles to the which he is given the name Peter by Jesus. And when we look at his name, Peter, Peter's name, his Jewish name is Simon, what we would call Simon, or in Hebrew, Shimon. That's his Jewish name. And his Aramaic name, we see that being given to him by Jesus, is Cephas, or sometimes we pronounce it as Cephas. And then there is that Greek derivation of his name, which is Peter, and that's what we are most familiar with. And all of it based, now Shimon means heard, but Cephas, or Cephas, and Petros or Peter means rock, rock or little rock. And all of this speaks to the, uh, not just simply the foundational position that Peter would have amongst the other apostles, but of his certitude and his, uh, his assertiveness. And also we see too with Peter is his impulsiveness. And basically for the most part, his determination as a whole. Now, he does have failure. We know about Peter's failure, but nevertheless, Peter is a determined spokesperson for the remainder of the apostles. So it is the apostle Peter. We also remember that Peter was also married and he took his wife along with him in ministry. We see Paul talk about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I do believe, and other things. And also too, in the book of Acts, we see that Peter, we also see John being with him, but for the most part, it is Peter who is the primary character in the book of Acts. 
primarily from like Acts 1 to 12, and then we see following like 13 and thereafter, for the most part, uh, Paul the apostle. And the idea is Peter is the apostle unto the Jews, and Paul is the apostle unto the Gentiles. And so as we see the gospel spreading, beginning with the Jews, we see the primacy of Peter. But then as the gospel continues to spread even unto the Gentile world, we see the primacy in the book of Acts uh, of the apostle Paul. So nevertheless, we're back to this particular letter where Peter is the author of this letter. Now, we're not going to get into all of the technicalities of these particular uh, um, issues like in the Greek of of the writing. In, in other words, Peter was a Galilean and it was normally assumed that the Galileans were uneducated men. And when we look at the Greek text that is used in the epistle of Peter, 1 Peter, and even in 2 Peter, there is a sophistication of the Greek text that is found in 1 Peter that's not usually found in the Greek New Testament as a whole. And some argue and say that Peter, this uneducated man, could not have written the epistle of Peter. But there are some arguments against that in the sense that, number one, the Holy Spirit moved Peter to write these things. So that's argument number one. The Holy Spirit can inspire Peter to write these things. Number two, when it was spoken of as Peter being an uneducated man, it was not that Peter was stupid or ignorant. It just simply means that in the uh, schools, in the rabbinic schools, Peter was not schooled in those particular schools. But it is clear he was a man of learning, a man who can read and write. And then we also know that at the end of First Peter, I believe it's in chapter 5, where it is Savanus, I do believe it is, who is the secretary of Peter. In other words, Peter would have uh, basically spoken the words that he wanted ascribed, and Savanus, of course, the Holy Spirit is administering this entire process, would actually write the text out, okay? But nevertheless, we hold fast that it is Peter who is the author of this epistle, all right? Now let's talk about the date. The normal date, uh, the usual date, is about 64, 65 AD. And uh, we, this is before the destruction of the temple in 70 AD. Now, however, I will argue that it may even be possible that there may be an even earlier date because we refer back to the events, and we're gonna talk about that too when we get into the purpose of these things, purpose and destination. We refer back to the scattering of the Jewish Christians, the scattering of the Jewish Christians in Acts chapter 7, and this happened fairly early. Remember, this happened, took place under Stephen, okay? And so it is quite possible that, that somewhere around those times, those particular events, and that, that's the, the primary motif that's going on here. When those Jewish Christians were scattered because of the persecution that began with Stephen, we see that in Acts chapter 7, and we also see that with the introduction of Saul, that is who we call Paul the Apostle. He will become Paul the Apostle. But nevertheless, we see that in Acts chapter 7, and we also see it again in Acts chapter 12, a persecution of Jewish Christians. And in this, as the Jewish Christians began to scatter throughout the different regions, Peter would reach out to them. But I'm talking about the date right now. So it roughly around 64, 65 is the normal, is the 
uh, acceptable, accepted time for the epistle of Peter. But I argue that it's possibly could be even earlier. Okay. But that is our date. Now let's talk about the purpose of the letter of first Peter. Uh, uh, I guess let's just go ahead and bring in the destination issue too, uh, because uh, as that is to the recipients of the letter. As I noted to you guys earlier, in accordance to Acts chapter 7, we saw what? A dispersion of the Jewish Christians to all parts of the, to all parts of the uh, Asia Minor region, which would be today uh, modern Turkey. And so, and even into, uh, uh, we'll see that later on, and there'll be issues talking about that too, whether the Babylon, Peter is referring to as literal Babylon, or is he using a term to speak of Rome. But anyway, I believe that is actual, literal Babylon because there was a great Jewish population in Babylon. And we learned that because of the dispersion of the Jewish people to Babylon in 586 BC. But we're not there yet. But what we're talking about here is that purpose. But nevertheless, the persecution in the church. We saw that in Acts chapter 7. We saw that heat up very much so when James himself was killed by Herod Agrippa I in Acts chapter 12. And so Jewish Christians were being dispersed all throughout the regions of Asia Minor. Now, we understand that in the beginning, the mother church was in Jerusalem and the apostles, namely Peter, the apostles themselves remained primarily in Jerusalem. But after the time of the dispersion, and remember, we just finished our study in the, in the Gospel of John. Remember the last thing that Jesus was saying to Peter in John chapter 21, feed my lamb, feed my sheep. So we can see that Peter's role in the church was a shepherding role, a shepherding role for new believers and a shepherding role for mature believers. But once this persecution came upon the church, Peter had to, had to adopt his role to the events. And so what we have is the epistles of Peter, first Peter, and then we have the second epistle of Peter. And we're not going to deal with the second Peter, second epistle of Peter at this time, but Peter having to write letters to do that which he was unable to do because those Jewish Christians had dispersed because of persecution. Although we understand that later on, Peter went to Babylon and even later on, Peter went to Rome where he himself was killed. And speaking about the person of Peter, we understand that according to the prophecy of Jesus in John chapter 21, Peter died. Peter died. Sometimes we believe it was around 67 AD. Peter died by, by virtue of being crucified upside down. Okay. But anyway, so the uh, purpose of the letter was in a difficult world. So that's where we are now. In a world that persecutes you, in a Gentile world, that is Jew over against the Gentile world, Gentile pagan worshipers or Gentile unbelievers. But the idea is these Jewish Christians in a Gentile world, they are dispersed in a Gentile world. They will undergo persecution, but they have a primary example of how to suffer persecution. That is, Jesus is an example of how to suffer persecution 
and to live a godly and exemplary life. And that is the purpose of Peter. He is writing to these Jewish Christians who he's doing his job as a shepherd since they have been scattered. He is writing to these Jewish Christians who are scattered abroad in Asia Minor to tell them, prepare themselves, arm themselves with a mind of suffering, but in their suffering, show forth a, an exemplary life of obedience. This same life of obedience, even in suffering, that was given by the example of Jesus, our Messiah. So he is basically saying, live right. So Peter is a practical letter. So when we say practical letter, uh, the, uh, uh, there is some theology in first Peter theology is talking about the high points and the understanding of God, but more so Peter is dealing with practicality, not so much as theology. Say for instance, in the letters of Paul, it would basically be two divisions. First, Paul would deal with theology, the high language of discussing uh, uh, the, the, the doctrines of God, the doctrines of Christ, and things of that nature. And then in the second part of Paul's letter, he would deal with practicality, practical living, how to live out the knowledge of God. Or in other words, we would just simply say how to live right, all right? In the epistle of Peter, it is not a lot of theology. There is some, of course, in First Peter, but the primary aim and objective of Peter is practicality, how to live a life that is pleasing to God. Okay, so that is the idea. To Jewish Christians who have been scattered abroad in Asia Minor, arm yourself with a mindset that you will suffer persecution from people, from government, or even from particular groups. And we'll talk about those groups once we get into First Peter. But nevertheless, in your suffering, show forth the high life of Christianity. That is the practicality that we were talking about. Live in a way that pleases God. And that's the idea of first Peter. Now we're going to deal with the destination or the intended recipient of the letter of first Peter. And that is, and we already been talking about that. That is to the Jewish Christians who were scattered because of the persecution. All right. So we're going to stop there again. First Peter written by Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. And Peter is exercising. He is obeying Jesus Christ, John 21, in the feeding of the sheep. But he has to write this particular letter because the Jewish Christians have been scattered abroad. Now, you will, we will talk about certain issues in the letter when some people try to say that the letter is basically dealing to with the Gentile church. That is not the case. First Peter is a Hebrew epistle. And when we say Hebrew epistle, that is an epistle written expressly to the Jewish Christians. But even though the epistle is written to Jewish uh, Christians, it still has applications 
for Gentiles as well. You know, there are certain principles in the scriptures that remain unchanged. And that's one of the reasons why I chose to deal with the letter because there will be certain principles that we will see. That is in dealing with suffering and persecution and the type of life that we should live in an ungodly world that hates us and wants and seeks to abuse us. But anyway, not getting into that. So the epistle to Peter, Peter writes his epistle, to the Jews, that is our author. Again, the date is roughly around 64, 65 AD. Again, that purpose is how to live godly in an ungodly world that is persecuting you. And then finally, the destination, which it will be to Jewish Christians who are scattered abroad in Asia Minor. All right, all right guys, thanks for joining me with that little short clip. Join me next time as we get into 1 Peter chapter one. See you then.